Hey, what's up, my friends? JT DeBolo is with you today for the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you get your day started off right. And as you're jumping out here, let me know where you are tuning in from. Give me a shout-out so I can give you a shout-out and say hello. And as you do, let me say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thank you for joining us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or I should say 10 a.m. Pacific. It is always a privilege and an honor. Jumping out here, I see Sally Crow. What's going on, Sally? Good to see you. Um, hey, by the way, it's been kind of a long time since I've personally been out here. I missed you guys. A lot of cool stuff coming down the road here in EMP. Hope you're staying tuned for that kind of stuff. We're going to be giving you lots of great stuff. All my, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody that was out in L.A. this past weekend for both the VIP Regional. That was totally awesome as well as the folks that joined us for the workshop, the Fast Track Workshop in L.A. Lots of cool stuff coming down coming down the road. By the way, we're going to be doing another Fast Track Workshop coming up in Dallas, Texas. So make sure you get yourself registered for that for all of you who are acceleration and elevation. Hey, Carmen's coming out. What's up, Carmen? Kirsten Wilby Hines. Good to see you, my friend. Sally Crow, Cecilia, Denise Butler. What's going on? On uh, Michelle Felicia, Melinda Saylor, what's going on? Richard Blackstone, hey, what's going on, man? Richard saw you at the at the VIP regional, I think, right? Were you there? I think you were there. Uh, Larry Felder, hey, what's up, man? He says he loves my aircraft picture. That is a picture of the uh, the big one is the P three Orion, which is what I flew operationally. The C or the T thirty four is the one that I flew in training. That's what you can see there in the back of the picture. Thanks for pointing that out. Anna Lee, what's going on? Good to see you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kevin James, Susan Peters, Richard Blackstone, right on, man. Okay, well, listen, I want to jump straight into today's topic because it's super important. I see a lot of people jumping out. Larry Felder flew B-52s. What's up, buddy? That's an awesome airplane. Interesting thing about B-52s, they've been flying longer than half the time we as uh, as humans have been flying uh, aircraft, which is pretty cool. Imagine that. So I want to talk to you today about five characteristics of your target audience or your target market. These are five characteristics that tend to blend across any market. Doesn't matter whether uh, your target market is women. Doesn't matter whether they're men. Uh, doesn't matter whether they're a combination of the two. Doesn't matter what their age demographic is necessarily, or even where they live. These five characteristics are going to be pretty much universal. So I want you to think about these five as we're talking about it today, and think about how it transcends into your marketing message. So if you are actively marketing a business whether it's a network marketing business, whether it's EMP, whether it's a, a brick-and-mortar business, I want you to give me a one in the chat box. If you are actively marketing your business, meaning you've got some sort of a business, a product, a service, maybe it's you. Maybe you're marketing yourself. Maybe you're a coach or a consultant. Maybe you're a service provider. If you are actively marketing your business, what you do to seek out new customers, give me a one in the chat box. Hey, what's up, Hannah Gorvin? Good to see you, my friend. I miss you. And by the way, I owe you a response back, so I'll get back to you very soon. All right, so lots of people. Hannah's doing it. Tracy's doing it. Curtis, Michelle, Sally. Lots of people out there marketing their business. You have to know that there's five common characteristics. And look, there's probably more than five, but I've just distilled it down to five that we'll talk about today. All right, the very first one that you have to understand about your target market is that they are in pain. All right, they're in some form of pain. Now, they might be in literal pain, which I'll get to in a second, or they might be in some sort of other pain. Maybe it's a it's a psychological pain. Maybe it's an emotional pain. Maybe it's just that deep-seated insecurity that they're feeling, and that is a form of pain. 
The reason I bring this up is a lot of times people say to them, say to us, you know, in some of the uh, marketing workshops and the things that we do, they say, hey, I don't want to lead with negativity. I want to be a force of positivity. I want to be that person that gives them a sense of hope. I want to give them a sense of feeling good about life. And listen, I love that. I think that's awesome. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, a person is going to respond better to a story of pain because that's the place they are in. It's extremely important, lesson number one, that you have to learn if you want to be an, uh, uh, an effective marketer and a, an effective business owner is that we have to meet our market where they're at. Okay, Now, right now, we may be living a great life. We may be excited about things. Maybe perhaps right now you've got the financial freedom you've been working for, the time freedom, and things are clicking for you, and that's awesome. But remember, most people, when they're looking for a product or a service, are in some form of pain, case in point. Uh, I have recently tweaked my knee uh, from uh, doing workouts and, and just training and, and working out in the gym. And it's been a pain that's been following me around now for almost two weeks, about two and a half weeks now. And I'm challenged by it because no matter what I do, it doesn't matter whether I'm standing, sitting, running, it doesn't matter if I'm even sleeping, I've got this knee pain. And I've tried all kinds of different things. Well, a friend of mine came up to me at one of the workshops and said, hey, I've got this product. She happens to be in an MLM, and she said, I've got this product, and I think it would work really well for you. Um, and so she started talking to me about this and showed it to me. And I said, great. Now, you have to understand, I was interested in what she had, not because of her opportunity. right? I didn't wake up in the morning and say, boy, you know, I really wish somebody with an MLM would come up and pitch me on their product. What it was is she recognized I'm in pain. And so she reached out to me, showed me what she's got, and it looks pretty cool. So it's this kind of product that, that helps with all kinds of joint pain and helps with this other stuff. But what's interesting about it is most people don't wake up thinking to themselves, man, I sure wish I could get rid of my money today. I wish I had a way to just dispose of my cash. Most people don't think like that. Now, I'm sure there's probably a few people that maybe do that subconsciously. But for the most part, people are not looking just to spend their money. The other thing is they're not necessarily looking for you. They're not necessarily looking for your business, your product, your service, or anything like that. What they are looking for is relief from a pain. Now, how is that different from looking for something joyful? Well, unless they're looking to book a trip to, say, Bali or Tahiti or the Bahamas, most people operate from a place of looking to solve a problem. And that's one of the most important differentiations we have to make as entrepreneurs and business leaders is we are service providers, but more importantly, we are solution providers. We have to be in the place of providing solutions and answers to their problems. Now, most people see them as problems. We see them as challenges, right? Big differentiation. One of the biggest jumps you can make or anybody can make uh, in getting away from an, an employee mindset and adopting the entrepreneur mindset is to remember they're not problems, they are challenges. We see them as challenges. Most of the world sees them as problems. Or another way to put it is we see them as opportunities. Now, I say this because I want you to really get your mind wrapped around the idea that when you're marketing, when you're putting out your message, even when you're doing something like a Facebook Live, or if you're talking to somebody face-to-face, Remember, even if they're putting up a smiley face, even if they're pretending like life is grand and everything is perfect, we <laughs> and even though we live in that Facebook society where everybody wants to publish all the great things, those little sound bites and snippets of the five seconds of their life that are dramatically awesome, most people are living mundane kind of humdrum lives. And what they're looking for is a solution to their pain. That's key and essential. Does that mean that you have to be overly negative? Does that mean you have to be doom and gloom? Not necessarily, but if you're constantly talking about how great things are and imagine how wonderful your life would be living on the beach, working two hours a day, most people don't come from that space. 
They think that's really cool and that ideal is a, is a dream ideal. However, they want to know what's in it for me right now. I've got pain. I want to get past this. So remember that in your marketing message. Most people are coming from a place of pain, and that's a very common trait, common characteristic of your market. By the way, if you've ever seen this, and perhaps you have, you yourself are people that, uh, you know, you're a person that says, man, I'm looking for a solution to my pain. I'm not necessarily looking for this ideal life right now. Maybe that's what got you involved in your business. Maybe that's why you consume the products you consume. Give me a two in the chat box, all right? I want to see that. Kevin James says, sympathetic coercion. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds good to me. Um, okay, cool. So a lot of people saying too, and that's awesome. The key here, guys, you have to remember this, is that it's not about driving home negativity, right? It's not about making them feel worse about their situation, but it is about waking them up, all right? A lot of times people will bury their heads in the sand. So initially they look at you because they're looking for a solution to their pain. They may come to you and say, hey, that's really great. Um, my life's not necessarily that bad, and they start to back off a little bit from that pain. You got to stick with them on that. You got to keep reminding them of of what brought them here, what that pain is, and what the solution could be for them. All right, so that's the that's the number one uh, number number one thing. The next one you have to realize: Hey, what's going on, Natalie Walsh coming in from Oregon? Good to see you. The next thing we have to remember is that when people are coming to us and, they, and we actually start having that conversation with them, whether it's virtually or whether it's in person, they're going to naturally be a little bit guarded. All right, so the number two characteristic of our, of our target audience is they're going to naturally be guarded. How come? Number one, typically speaking, most people have been inundated with marketing message after marketing message after marketing message. Likely, you are not going to be the first person they speak to. Likely, you are not going to be the first message they hear. So you have to remember, they may have heard a lot of stuff, a lot of inflated uh, promises, maybe even had some promises broken to them in the past. Also, people have a tendency to be a little bit more jaded these days simply because they're getting pounded over the head with a lot of stuff coming from big-time media. And media has a way of just sort of doing that to people, right? So again, we got to meet them where they're at. Realize that if they're guarded, there's one way we can break through those that guardedness, all right? People have that block. They have that big wall. They have that big barrier up against. What do you suppose is the number one best way to break somebody's barriers down? Go ahead and give it to me in the chat box. If you know what that might be, give it to me in the chat box. What's a great way to get somebody from being guarded, closed off, even if they come to you for the answer, right? Well, I'm not talking about chasing people down. I'm talking about when people come to you and you start to kind of give them more information about what you do. If you notice that they're guarded, all right, if you notice that they have a sense of skepticism, What's the number one best way to break it down? Give it to me in the chat box. I'm curious what you all are thinking about this. Wow, lots of people dialing too, by the way. Um, Kevin says, hey, it means sympathizing with someone to coerce them into listening and talking, uh, taking their guard down. I would, I would make one correction here. This is not about coercion. All right, coercion is sort of like forcing somebody. Coercion is is in a way, uh, at least the way I see the the word. And perhaps I'm off here, Kevin. But coercion is is kind of forcing somebody to do something against their will. What we're talking about here is influence. All right, big difference between influence and coercion. And I want you to really pay close attention to this, everybody listening. It's about influence. It's not about tricking somebody into doing something. It's not about uh, you know, pulling a fast one on them, sleight of hand. It's about influencing them. So we're going to be 100% truthful with them. We're going to have integrity. We're going to operate from a place of true empathy where we really do care about them. But we're also going to show them a way. And the purpose behind showing them the pain is because that's what they came here for. Again, we're meeting them where they're at. 
And also, when it comes to breaking down their skepticism, the number one way to do this, so uh, Cecilia says, share your story, absolutely. Uh, David Barsh says, share your own pain and empathize, absolutely. Rosemary Fritz says something important. She says, hear them. Huge. And yes, Rosemary, I totally agree with you. And the best way to hear somebody is to ask a lot of questions. Now, you may say to yourself, JT, if I send out a blog post, how am I asking questions? Well, it's pretty simple. You type the questions into, into the actual uh, uh, writing of your blog post. But let's say that you've got it in your ad. Isn't it interesting that if you lead with a question, it engages people? You have to remember that right now we're operating in the overindulging information age where we have more than enough information. We're getting constantly bombarded. And because of that, our attention spans are very, very low. In fact, in some studies, it ranges between five and eight seconds. What's very interesting about that is as human beings, even though our attention span is between five and eight seconds, it's usually a second slower, or I should say a second shorter than that of a goldfish. So goldfish actually have longer attention spans than human beings, and that is verifiable by science. So to that end, we have to understand that one, uh, to in, one way to get in front of people and to really get them to pay close attention is by asking them questions. Remember, it's about what's in it for them. That's the constant question people are always asking themselves. What's in it for me? And so when we're asking questions, that opens them up. It breaks their guard down and opens the door for possibilities for us to be able to actually show them a solution to their pain. We have to do this. And this is, again, this is not about coercion. This is not about tricking them into anything. This is really about influence. When we ask questions, two things happen. Number one, they get to talk. It gives them a chance. Even if it's not a verbal conversation, they at least get to think and they get to respond to it. Even me asking these questions, obviously, you know, you're going to be saying to yourself, hey, dude, this guy's talking straight to me, which I am doing. But if I was just out here just dispelling a bunch of stuff and sharing a bunch of information, it would kind of get boring after a while. I'm asking your input because I truly am curious. And when you come from a place of curiosity and you ask a lot of questions, that's what's going to break down their guard. That's what's going to help them learn and really retain what you're teaching them and perhaps open them to working with you, all right? So if this is working for you, give me a three in the chat box. If you say, hey, yeah, definitely, I understand that if people are going to be guarded, if they're going to be skeptical, the best way to break down that skepticism is to ask a lot of questions about that person. And you can do this very simply in a Facebook Live. You can even do it in your ad copy. Really important that you start off with a question, especially if it's a question that you know is uh, addressing a common pain that your target market has. All right, so if that's working for you, give me a three in the chat box. See lots of cool. All right, David Barsh. Hey, Karen, what's happening? Good to see you. K-Bird, my friend Karen from, uh, from the weekend. All right, cool. Now listen. The next common trait that your that your target market's going to um, have is that they're going to lack clarity. Now, what this means is, even though they're guarded and even though they're sure about their pain, they're not clear on what it is they need. All right, so this is where we have to be great educators. They know they're in pain, but they have no idea what's going to fix it. Uh, going back to my knee pain, I, there's a million different things. Everybody's telling me all these different things. Oh, you know, make sure you take an Epsom salt bath. Make sure you stretch. Make sure you use cold water, hot water. Uh, one person had me say, you know, elevate your leg when you sleep. That does not work for me. It's, <laughs> I, I'm trying to get sleep. Uh, one person said, oh, take this. And one person said, take that. So there's a lot of people coming in with tons of information. And that ton, when we get a lot of information, what happens? Think about this. If you get overloaded with information, what is it that you personally feel? Type it in the chat box. I'm just curious. How do you feel when somebody just pours a bunch of information on you? Or when you get a ton of information come from, coming from different sources that sometimes conflicts with one another? Give me, a, give me your answer in the chat box. Just kind of curious about that. Um, 
<laughs> David says, wrap your leg behind your neck. David, if I could do that still at my age, believe me, I would, I would probably do it on a Facebook Live just because I'd want to prove it to the world and probably to myself. Uh, that's hilarious. Thanks for sharing that. Um, it, it may actually create so much more pain that I'll forget the original pain I was in. Um, yes, so Karen says, confused and overwhelmed. When you dump a bunch of information on people, they are extremely confused. They are the furthest thing away from clarity. So what's a great way to, to give them clarity in your marketing, whether it's through your ad, whether it's through a Facebook Live, whether it's through your blog posts, is to give them one or two pieces of information. You don't want to give them 92 things. Even with this one, I was a little bit hesitant. I thought, man, should I give them a full five characteristics? You know, what are the five common characteristics of your target market? Is five too many? I thought, nah, man, this is a more sophisticated market. They will definitely get it in. They probably already inherently know this stuff, so this is more of an awakening for them. And so, but remember this, is most people, if they're learning about your product or about your service, they're probably not coming in with a ton of sophistication. It doesn't mean they're not smart. All right? It doesn't mean they're not intelligent. It just means that they don't know as much yet. Now, is it possible that they've done a ton of research? Is it possible that maybe even the people you're working with have been inside this industry for a long time? Absolutely, yes. Does that make them any less sophisticated? Nope, it does not. However, we want to meet them where they're at. And remember, they're in search of information. If we overload them with information and think, well, I'm going to give them a ton of value by giving them more information, what we're essentially doing is keeping them stuck. All right, they're overwhelmed, they got a lot to process, they might like you, they might even love you, they may be grateful to you for giving them all this information, 92 steps towards building a business, 101 questions that you should ask, here's the top 50 uh, ob, you know, uh, objections that your market's going to have. You might be giving them all this stuff, but remember, that's a lot of information, and they're going to feel like you gave them a ton of value, but at the end of the day, it won't move them forward, and so it's not very valuable. It's about them moving forward and actually taking steps to correct that pain. Remember, that's the number one reason why they're in front of you is they're in pain, all right? So the key to this is to provide them clarity. And the best way to provide them clarity is to keep it simple, keep it short, and get straight to the point of what their pain is and remind them about the pain. This is what's going to happen, especially when you start asking those questions. They'll start uh, moving closer to being in a buying decision or at least a decision-making point if they get to that place of clarity, and that's on you to do that. All right, so if this is working for you, give me a four in the chat box. If you realize that it's about giving clarity to your audience, to your target market, give me a shout-out. Give me a four in the chat box. I see lots of folks in there. Um, uh, Kevin James says, or Kevin Ford, Kevin James Ford says, I only spoke openly about what the real goal is. Um, anyway, listen, here's the thing, dude. It's about influence, all right? I'm not going to argue with you. I totally get what you're saying here. But the point is, is that when we create influence with people, we show them exactly what they're looking for. They're not looking for a guru, all right? They're not looking, they're not even looking for an expert. They're just looking for somebody with an answer. And this is something that comes up quite a bit. One thing I will tell, uh, share with you that we see in the workshops quite a bit is people come in feeling like, hey, I don't have a lot of experience. I'm not, a, you know, I'm not making a ton of money. I don't have the big results like so-and-so does, like, like that big expert, that big guru, that top earner. And so who am I? Who am I to follow or who am I to lead these people? Well, guess what? You are a person that can lead. You are a person that can be followed because if you're just two steps in front of them, oftentimes you're more relatable. All right, And this really is walking us into the fourth characteristic. The fourth common characteristic of your target market is that they want to be led. Now, does this make them blind sheep? 
Does this make them incapable of leading? Does this make them somehow, you know, weak or meek? Absolutely not. They, again, are looking for guidance. They might be future leaders in the making. They might be people who are currently leading somewhere in their lives. Maybe they're leading at work. Maybe they own a business and they're a very strong business leader. But if they're looking for you, if they're coming to you, if they've somehow opted into your site, if they're following you on your blog, if they're showing up to your Facebook Lives, there's something about you that is compelling to them. So you have to take on that position of leadership. You have to say to yourself, listen, I'm here to lead. I genuinely care about these people. I believe in what I've got. I understand that what I have actually has value to people, so it's my job to show up each and every single day with that passion, with that, with that, consider, or with that concern for people, and share it with them openly. So remember, people do want to be led. doesn't mean that they're blind followers. It doesn't mean that someday they won't step into a leadership role. In fact, people who show up with that concern that they want to be led initially generally make better leaders. Leaders are also good followers, meaning they're good students, they know how to model the leaders in front of them, and they understand how to take what they learn and actually apply it to their business. All right, so this is a big one, and I really want you guys to remember this. And I'm not just saying this as the director of leadership development here for EMP. I really, truly believe that you are all leaders, and it's just a matter of taking that attitude and that posture of a leader in everything you do, whether it's writing ad copy, whether it's showing up on a video, whether it's showing up to meet somebody face-to-face, or if it's just the way you conduct yourself each and every single day, both in business and life, see yourself as that leader and realize people are looking to you to lead them, all right? So if you see yourself as a leader, this is important. If you see yourself as a leader, just give me a five in the chat box. That's what I'm looking for. Think of it like a high five if you want because I'm high-fiving my fellow leaders out there. I want to see, their, um, see how many people out there see themselves as leaders. Uh, K-Bird says, be authentic, vulnerable, simplify, and clarify. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's a great way of putting it. Uh, being open. All right, so I see lots of fives out there. That's awesome. All right, so listen, here's the final, the fifth and final characteristic of your target market. And again, just to reiterate, this does, it doesn't matter what market you're in, doesn't matter what audience you're speaking to, doesn't matter whether you're a, a man or a woman speaking to men or women, regardless of what your audience is, remember this. The fifth and probably most characteristic, most important characteristic is that these are human beings. A lot of times when we break down ad metrics, we're talking about click-through rates, we're talking about how many leads did we get, we can sort of dehumanize things. You know, we start thinking of these people, which is what they are, as nothing more than ones and zeros. We start thinking of them as, you know, possibilities for us to make money. But you have to remember that on the other side of every email address you get, every opt-in, even every click on your website or your link, you have to realize that there's a human being behind that. Now, I realize there's bots and there's all that kind of crazy stuff out there too, but the people that are authentically looking at what you have, the people that are interacting with you on your Facebook Lives, the people that are leaving comments for you on your blogs or your posts or even sending you emails or private messages, those are real human beings. Yes, they may have insecurities that come off as ego. They may have insecurities that come off as fear. They may have insecurities that show up as a self-defense mechanism, and, and that's okay. We have to meet them where they're at. That's one of the most important things. And the best way to get that is to remember, these are human beings with real fears, all right? They've got dreams. They've got hopes. They've got desires. They have all those things. And so if we take a step back and remember, what is it that brought us here? Was it just for the money? Hopefully that's not the case, and I doubt that's the case for you. But remember, it's about helping other people. 
and making a beautiful life for ourselves by helping other people create that for themselves, whether they're here for financial reasons, they're here for health reasons, or they're here for reasons that even extend past that. Regardless of what their reason is, we want to help them build that bridge by showing our vision for what we're here to do, showing them what their pain is, and connecting it to the solution that we have for them so that we can bring those two together and create an amazing marriage between what we have and what they want. Remember this. These are the five characteristics, and these are just five. There could be 125, but for purposes of simplicity, I wanted to just bring this out here today for you guys to really think about this in your messages, whether it's marketing, whether it's a video message, whether it's a written message, or whether you're just speaking to somebody in face-to-face -face or over the phone or even over Skype or Zoom. Remember this, because it's key and essential for you as leaders to step into that role and help people get where they want to be by showing up and being authentic with what you have today and every single day. All right, my friends, well, that just about does it for today. If you got something from this, if this uplifted you, if this educated you, if this pushed you, if this challenged you, if there was something about this message that really landed for you, I challenge you to get this out there, share it with your network, share it with the people in your, in your communities, regardless of who they are or where they might be. If you think they could benefit from this, feel free to share this message. I mean, think of it this way. This is almost like free content for you, but more importantly, it's a way for you to demonstrate that you truly care about the people that you're here to serve. And if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to our channel here, facebook.com forward slash Elite Marketing Pro, and get yourself over to EliteMarketingPro.com where you can access our free 10-day boot camp to help you build and grow your business online. And remember, join us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific for the Daily Dose of Awesome. Tomorrow, we're going to have another amazing mentor coming out to share their wisdom with you. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high. Fly fast and fly far. We'll see you soon.